guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hello, L.A. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Bitch Seat. Make some noise for your host, Lissa Mandel. Hello, everybody. Hello, Los Angeles. I love this shining city so much more than probably you guys do because you're used to it by now. But my body is exploding with serotonin. It's a wonderful thing. I'm from New York, for those who don't know. And uh, The Bitch Seat, of course, is a show and a podcast in which we invite guests to do a sort of show and tell of artifacts from their youth. Uh, It might be laugh-inducing. It might be cringe-inducing. It might make you weep a little bit. Um, All of those responses are valid. I just ask that you do them all loudly because we are recording this for our podcast. So you will be immortalized in radio, which is, I know, very valuable these days. Um, I want to start off by saying uh, Paul is in the back selling snacks and drinks. Please visit him. He's lonely back there. And um, feel free to eat all of these treats that I have set aside before you. They are mostly in the front rows. I don't know if that encourages you to come to the front rows, but I don't mind if you get up in the middle of the show and grab the candy because that's what it's here for. And my mother, the dental hygienist, is hating that right now. Um, So every month on the show, we have uh, a theme. And so for today's theme, uh, I didn't even tell the guests this. It's going to be a surprise. I wanted to talk about personal sanctuaries. Like, um, and not necessarily your room, but it could have been your room growing up. It could have been a treehouse that you hung out in. It could have been uh, a vacation spot that was really special. But like, I want to know like how you created that space to make it a safe space for you when everything around you was insanity. Because that's what adolescence is. So... My room, I have a nice picture of it for you if you want to show this, Zach. Um, Here's me in repose. This room still exists and it looks exactly like that in uh, suburban Connecticut um, with this rocking chair in which I read many an R.L. Stein book. Uh, And uh, in fact, this um, ottoman right here, sorry, NSFW, definitely humped that a few times when I was... (laughs) learning how to masturbate. Um, We have some dolls here. We have some stuffed animals here. And if you could show the next one, Zach. Uh, This is when we take all the dolls out to play. This is my friend Allison. Yeah, um, they look so happy, don't they? I used to cut their hair. Did anybody cut their doll's hair to like the point beyond no return? It doesn't grow back. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we have a, a fucking incredible show tonight. Really, really tight lineup. I'm super excited. We've got Matt Ober. We've got Sophia Alexandra. We've got Oscar Montoya. Plus, we've got some musical selections. Yes. We're going to have, in a little bit, um, uh, my friend Dana Bowers come up and sing some Quaker camp songs for y'all. And, um, and then a little bit sooner, we have the amazing... 
um, Yes. Um, so yes, so we have a special surprise guest coming on with Zach Sherwin. I'm not going to tell you who just yet, but it's really exciting. So before we get started with all that, of course, I'm going to read you from my own diary selections, things that I wrote in my sanctuary of a room. I spent a lot of time in my room because, again, suburban Connecticut, super boring. Literally nothing to do but drive up and down the street and hang out in the gas station parking lot. So... Um, I I spent a lot of time in my room listening to Sarah McLaughlin and Janet Jackson and Tori Amos and all that delicious stuff and um, and writing in my journals because my journals were my best friends. This is Harmony. Some of you may have no met her before or him. I don't know. I'm not going to call you know make judgments. Paper can be whatever it wants. But this is a selection from December 26th, 1996. Um, I was. Uh, 13? Okay. Hello, Harmony. It is 11.13 p.m. on Thursday night. Vacation is more than halfway over. I cannot believe how fast it is flying by. Then again, maybe I am wishing it away. Some moments I find myself sitting, a statue on my bed. My mind blank. Blank except for one strong, disturbing feeling. It is irritating that I cannot, cannot identify it. Depression? No. <laughs> Anger? No. I do not have the urge to cry. I do not even feel like reading or drawing or watching TV. Not even The Breakfast Club or Dirty Dancing. That's pretty fucking dire. Sometimes it is as though I am sustained in one frozen moment, unable to be. As if some ghostly awesome being has sucked the life out of me. But then, my radio, trusty old pal, and I did have a boombox with stickers all over it and a fucking tape deck. My radio, trusty old pal, brings me back to my senses. Loneliness, I say aloud. <sighs> and that is the overbearing emotion. I am so lonely. It is as if I need to be around people. And no, I'm not exactly a people person. I mean, I changed a little bit in the time between then and now, I would say. I can't make small talk or anything. I just like being in a place where many humans are present. It comforts me, I suppose, in a way, to know that others are alive and safe and normal. When I am alone, I feel very alone. Oh, I can't believe this. At my very peak of loneliness, the most depressing song comes onto the radio, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. <laughs> this song is number one on my list of depressing songs. And I did have a list of depressing songs. I think I'll listen to it, though. Depression has become so familiar to me that I can easily and comfortably slip into it like a broken-in shoe. Yes, that is how depression is to me. Easy, comfortable, familiar. Yes, depression is my feeling. I believe it is what, is, is, it is what inspires me, actually, to write. It is a motivation. Then again, so is anxiety to me. So is excitement. And love, as well. These all help me write. Thinking about Matt, Matt was one of my like 17 unrequited crushes at the time. Thinking about Matt inspires my creativity power, boosts my energy level. I feel like a daredevil, really, when I think of Matt. I feel like everyone and everything. I can do it. Then my motivation is love. I know that a thinking thing, which is my best friend Allison and I called fantasies thinking things, 
that a thinking thing can make my eyes glitter and the hair on the back of my neck stand on end. By thinking of Matt, I can spark my own happiness, my own inspiration. Or Cashin, or John, or whomever. I have so much power over myself. (laughs) Ah, Duran Duran. Talk about people who were really swallowed up into the 80s. My decade, my music. I was born in the 80s, and no matter how old I may grow, that is how it will remain. The 80s own my music. If love fails, there is always my music. Always there for me to fall back on. I am so strange, aren't I, Harmony? (laughs) One moment I am drowning in my own sorrow on the edge of my cliff of agony, and the next second I can think of Matt and my music and feel completely restored of inner satisfaction. I guess I'm just a confused young teenager, aren't I? Sweet dreams, love LMM. (laughs) Yes, um, yes. The whole fantasy life occurred inside of my head, and that was why my room was really important for me. I did have a lot of stuffed animals. I had a lot of cobalt things, a lot of turtles, uh, and the color yellow. And for whatever reason, it was like I wanted to make the comfort that I didn't have inside of my mind is somehow present outside of my mind. Um, so uh, we're going to be asking our guests about their sanctuaries and where they did all kinds of embarrassing things. But before we get to that, I'm going to welcome my uh, boyfriend and co-host and rock and uh, protector, Phil. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about uh, sad songs on the radio for a second, though. Because... uh, I'm always game for that. I remember when I was finishing up uh, sixth grade without any friends or girlfriends or friends. uh, I was so, for some reason, uh, taken into a sad spiral by Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. It's a rough one. It's It's a a rough rough one. one. It's a rough one. (laughs) And at that moment, I was like, God damn you, Celine Dion. Every time you fucking sing, you make me so sad. You know what? But that's okay, because I bet this is as bad as it's going to get for between you and me, Celine Dion. And then three years later, a small movie came out called Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) And me and Celine Dion were back on the same terms. That fucking song. Anyway. But what about the other song? Which one? Because You Love Me or or My Heart Will Go On? No, the Kiss one. Which? The Kiss one? Okay. What year? Okay, I'm talking about Sixpence None the Richer. Oh, Kiss Me. Yeah, I was obsessed with that one too. (laughs) Well, I see the thing is I I was very single for a lot of high school. Uh, Even if I had a girlfriend, I was still single. Very sentimental. Very sentimental. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was... But Celine Dion, probably, she's the mega boss of sad songs. Like, Kiss Me is a mini boss. I could deal with it. (laughs) It's Craid in Metroid, you know, like the little guy on the hallway. I can take care of him. But it's, I mean, Celine Dion is the mother brain of... Of like the person yeah, that I remember, sings their sad songs. Um, being in, in a roller rink um, for in like eighth grade, it was a field trip, so like I didn't really want to be there. And then there's always you know a couples dance, and it was a Celine Dion song. It was a different one. It was. Is it is it all coming back to me? No. Can I can we, can I hear a shout out of other big Celine Dion hits? No, nobody's nobody's in it. All right, good. None. They don't want to remember either. I know. Let's not. Let's not. We go don't back want there. to go back there. Right. The whole point of this show is to talk about places that make us comfortable, not yes. uncomfortable. So, Phil, what was your sanctuary? Uh, Disney World. No. Uh, it was well, actually. Yes. Hey, Zach. Let's get it. Let's hit it. All right. All right. I'm in Disney. <laughs> um, I, there's a fanny pack somewhere in here. 
And there was an Indiana Jones hat somewhere and, else. And look know. at this like bitch please face. I was the most sensitive one. Everybody else was like, I love this. Look at how brown my sister is. My mother, too. They would get up at like 7.45, hightail it to the fucking Magic Kingdom and sit on Main Street for the morning sun, like every day. Oh, so they, they just did like what all the uh, old Greeks do in, uh, in Astoria where they like sit out on the sidewalk and just judge people yeah. as they walk by, but they but, did it in Disney. Yeah, and it, and it cost them $7,000 <laughs> twice a year. So, you know, I think the Greeks had a better idea. But why, why, was Disney, why was Disney your special sanctuary? Because I, I watched it go from only two parks and not a lot of shit inside to like, here they are today. But yeah, I watched when it was just a small little dinky park <laughs> aping its older brother in Anaheim. Um, <laughs> no, I, I remember all these nooks and crannies in these places I could go that I could be alone at. I could run away from my parents here. No one was going to stop me. Oh, this is the one place you were off the leash. I was off the leash. Um, but I mean, as it, as it grew and as like, we'd, we'd wind up poorly timing it with like massive European vacations where like these people would come from Europe and then just like, just co-opt your space when you're standing there. Um, it's sort of like that sort of dissipated. And as they, after they bought my favorite chat room website, uh, WBS.net, me and, uh, Disney had a very poor relationship, uh, cause that was where I had friends and, uh, they took my friends from me and then they bought Star Wars. I mean, I'm not what? sure what kind of comment you're trying to make here. I'm just saying, but, they're taking um, everything but, I but like. there are Star Wars themed fruit snacks in the audience. Only so. because you Californians have an issue with Gushers. And the issue is they weren't there the, at the Rock I know, and Ralph's. There weren't any. And I felt like such a fraud. And I'm so sorry if that's the reason that brought any of you into this room for the free Gushers. But there are free other things, but there were no Gushers in the yeah. Ralph's. So Ralph's is dead to me now. Yes. Um, other, other sanctuary, uh, sanctuary, sanctuary. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that mattered to me was my desk in my room. See, I lived with my brother for a really long time. He was like 11 years younger than me. So when he moved into my room, they got rid of my desk. And in doing so, that was my, like, they got rid of my sanctuary. Like, that was where I would they sit They took away school. your church. Yeah, that was my church. It was this desk. I carved so many Batman on it. And I would, <laughs> I wrote so many, so many, like, 10-page screenplays I never finished. But you know what? At least I started them. And it was right next to a window so that like I could see people crossing the street and people could see me and if my friends were walking by we, you know we'd talk from there it was like a real tv show for about two seasons but it was too brilliant for the uh, fucking network so they put well, my brother in there and put me in the death slot you know yeah well that's why arrested development only had four seasons and other shows have like decades and decades that's true that's the true people weren't ready they weren't ready no they weren't ready. And I, w I mean, I, I would love nothing more than to have a desk today. I've, I have not had a, a personal desk since I, 14. I believe that, that, that you can accomplish this goal. Really? Yes. 2017, so? we're driving cross country, moving here uh, in January, and you will have a desk. I'll have a desk? That's number one. Great. That's number one. I hope you don't have bed bugs, uh, California, because I'm not like dumpster New York. diving. Um, it's fine. Good. It's good. All right. Well, let's keep moving. No. Don't tell. Don't tell me about them. I don't want to hear. Please. No. 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 That's scary. All right. But soon weed will be legal. Okay. En enjoy the serotonin while, it, while it's like yeah, while new it's in, in the your system. system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, shall we invite our first guest on yes, the stage? Let's do Amazing. It. Okay. So our first guest is somebody that we've known for actually several years, and he is like he's like a superhuman. He's like a 
part sprite and part forest creature and part like I don't know dance robot and um, cosmic dance robot can't, cosmic dance robot yeah, a- um, uh, he's been an improviser for a million years you may have seen him all around he's UCB. really old he's shot yeah <laughs> one million years old and um, you're just gonna love him give it up for Oscar Montoya Uh, All right. Hello, hello, hello. See, here's a. You sit. This is the bitch seat, Oscar. That's where you sit. Uh, uh, hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. What kind words? And then, yes, I am a million years old. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what she said. Yeah. No, listen, the older the wiser. That's right, yeah. That's There's nothing wrong with being old at all. That's right. Yeah. Nothing Agreed. wrong with it. Yeah. Never yeah, too yeah. old to have a desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oscar. Yes. Did you have a special place where you would go to squirrel away all of your, when you had to be alone or you had to have private thoughts? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I didn't, I didn't have like my own room or anything like that. I mm-hmm. shared. And uh, where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in, I was born in Colombia. I was born in a village called Palmira. Yeah. Oh, Colombia's uh, in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I came to this country when I was 12 years old. So, uh, and I moved to Queens, New York. Woo! Yeah, yeah. In Woodside, right? You Excellent. guys know Woodside. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And when I was living there, I lived with uh, three, uh, well, my parents, obviously, and the uh, three sisters. So I always shared a room with one of my sisters. Uh, and that was so sanctuary was not in my house because uh, right. my parents had this like weird <laughs> no privacy policy. Um, we didn't have doors in our house, even on the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, on the bathrooms. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God. Oh, my God. I just had but a there, But there was like a time thing. Like if you were there longer than like 10 minutes or something, they would like knock on the door and be like, you're dang, What are you doing there? You know what I mean? So like there so was how, how many people living in one house? There was mom, dad, Christina, Eliana, me. There was six of us. Okay. Six of us in a very tiny apartment in Queens in Woodside. You mm-hmm. know how small those apartments are. Oh, yes. So, yeah, it, uh, I did not have sanctuary in my house at all, but sanctuary for me was actually the library. That was like, because I was like a big I love dork that. And, and it, I, it still is. I'm like infatuated with libraries. I go to, every time I go out of town, I always have to visit a library because it's like, it's the coolest place on so, earth, I think. Yeah, I feel like you do that. Like, I have to go to the Thai restaurant and eat the pad thai in every place that I go. Every place? Because I feel like that you can really measure the whole experience of a restaurant based on their pad thai. What about pad CU? Pad CU is second. Once I've, like, passed on the pad thai and I'm like, okay, that's good, then we'll, well, then we'll see you later. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Pad thai is superior to pad CU? No, it's you just that it's the it's, it's the experience. signature. Anyway, 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 you went to the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go to the library. Uh, I would go <laughs> to the library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I was like an immigrant child, so like I did a lot of my learning how to speak English at a library. Oh, oh. so you weren't learning to speak English when you were little in, in Colombia? No, 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 no. I I didn't speak a word of it at all. So like I moved to this country like during puberty and I was like oh a tiny God, kid and I didn't rough. speak English and I was like gay. So like <laughs> that was like another thing that was weird. So, um, yeah, needless to say school is not a sanctuary for me. Um, uh, but the library was, the library was really cool. There was tons of books. I'm, I've been obsessed with books my whole life. I mean, R.L. Stein, Goosebump books. Oh, I was fear street. 
Fear Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was more slightly goosebumps. older, yeah. more, more mature. Babysitter as well. Babysitter was like the next level from Goosebumps. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Fear and Street was cool. I used to read, my older sister would read Fear Street and I would just like be like, this is stupid, but like secretly read. Yeah. You know, the boyfriend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So what uh, do you rem- do you recall at that time, like when you were first starting to read English, I guess, yeah. what was uh, the first book or one of the first books that you read where yeah. you were, were that really hit you? Well, the first book that I ever read to completion in English was <laughs> Dr. Seuss's uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue Excellent. fish. Excellent. That's a great place and it to was start. Like, it was w- what an accomplishment. Yes. You know what I mean? It was great. It was like, ma- it really was magical. I remember that vividly being like, I can read in two languages. You know, there's nothing more magical than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the book, I think the book that like, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> the book that, that, the first book that you read in English that really affected you, that really hit you, that you were like, oh God, thank you, somebody else thinks this, or it opened oh. your eyes in a way, or... Um, yeah, there was a book, so I used to do this thing in the library where I, for some reason, was like, my goal was to read every single book in that in the library. Um, oh, no big deal. No big deal, yeah, mm-hmm. and totally doable mm-hmm. in my, like, yeah. four, you know, 14-year-old brain or whatever. Uh, so I would go in alphabetical order uh, and read all the books. I, 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 don't, I didn't care if they were, like, lame or whatever. So uh, there's one book uh, called Sung Yi and Me, mm-hmm. and I don't remember who wrote it, uh, and it's a book about a white family that adopts a Korean kid and uh, to me like the 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 notion of adoption was like so crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also like Sunny's an immigrant like yes. me yeah. it was like kind of magical uh, and it was like this very so sappy and like overly dramatic. It was a YA book, you know what I mean? That's delicious. Uh, we need that kind of stuff at yeah, that age, yeah, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With like large font. Oh, I remember yeah. like just like big blocky letters, you know, and like pictures at the the beginning of chapters. Those were my friends. Those kind of books were like I like hardcover books with big font and pic- illustrations on the on the top of the it's chapters. It's the full experience. Still yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. Those. I mean, yeah. They're great. Uh, They're great. I, I mean, love that yeah. you hung out in the library. I feel like libraries have really become, it's very sad. I feel like that they've become a place where a lot of homeless people hang out and yeah. like not many other people. Well, nowadays they're becoming a bit obsolete, aren't they? They're like tearing them down ah! one by one. They're replacing them with digital libraries because, you know, unfortunately people just don't go anymore. But I, I mean, I still go all the yeah, time. Yeah, you keep it alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, have to yeah. keep the library alive. I'm the, the only person that alive. goes to these libraries. No, but it's a great, it's like, it really is like a calming experience. You walk in and it's absolutely quiet because it has to be, right? Um, if, you know, I, yeah. e- even the homeless people know that that's a rule. But I could totally know? see yeah. you being the, the little kid in the back being like, shh, if somebody was making noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, so like, I don't know, libraries are still super, super cool. I still take out books all the time. Good for you. Yeah, still that's wonderful. Hmm? Still shush people? Still, no, I don't shush. Because I'm telling you, it's quite. Wait, raise your hand if you've recently been to a library. Oh, All hey. right. So I you am pleased with this. A hand for it's being all so alive. Yes. It's uh, we are making it uh, still be alive, which is great. Yeah. So that's good shush. job. Awesome. Well, that's a great answer. I love it. That's great. Let's. Um. I want to look at this picture that we okay. have of Oscar, which is just the quintessentially best thing ever. Oh. Oscar, how old were you when this picture was oh taken? Oh Well, I was about like 13, 12, 13 years old. I so was like, this is in the states. This is in the states. Yeah. So let's talk about every element of this outfit. Yeah. Um. 
Um, we can get to the troll we'll last. Save the troll. Yeah, save, we gotta troll. save the troll. Start with these with these neon board shorts. These yeah, great. Um, which I'm pretty sure my my little brother and every other guy his age also owned. Yeah, and then this tie dye shirt. Which yeah. says what? Hyper color. It's not oh. a tie dye shirt. Is it the one you like? You rub it and it changes color. color. Oh yeah, it changes by heat. You know, you did one of those things. You put your palm in there, but it was one of those uh, really ghetto ass hyper color shirts that just said hyper color on it. It didn't change color at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. But listen, if it said hyper color, it clearly didn't. Yeah. 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 At least other just people would be it. like, "Oh, that guy must yeah, yeah. be really Don't cool." Don't touch so. me. <laughs> just, just know that just it's trust hyper, it. hyper color shirt. Um, um, this guy. What's his name? Yeah. Troll. I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's a troll chain. I mean, this. This was like. Well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I still dress like this. You, it, yes, which I, I mean, fucking I, love. It, uh, totally unapologetic. This is like, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you found I'm, your style young. Yeah, yeah, and I never. Ch- I was such a kid of the '90s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, whoa, whoa. 1993 is like. In the house. This is yes. 1993 right here. Um. And I haven't changed. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, this troll doll, this is like, I, so I have an obsession with troll dolls, um, specifically Norfin dolls, that's what they're called, yes. or uh, Dam dolls, D-A-M, because they were created by um, a wood carver um, in Denmark called Thomas Dam, I think, in the 60s. Uh, so they like look very ugly, you know what I mean? They're like really ugly troll dolls. <laughs> um, well, trolls are trolls. Well, yeah, they're trolls. Yeah, they're trolls. Um, and for me, this one in particular, I would carry. I would like bring it with me every time I went outside, um, because I was um, a really like nervous kid growing up, and I had like uh, I also had a stutter growing up, uh, and I was really shy because I didn't speak and English. Stutter ESL yeah, and, and your new year. Yeah. Uh, so um, I would actually like uh, rub its hair every time I would get nervous uh, and it would like it was just like it one of those things that I would yeah yeah that's yeah it's yeah. my totem yeah and uh, the troll doll I went to buy I went to look for this troll doll because it looked I thought it looked like me <laughs> even though it has blonde hair and you know I'm not blonde it was, it was the shades it was clearly the shades it was the shades and the shorts for sure and um, so so tell me what have you brought here? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to say um, I have a uh, association with troll dolls uh, because in a way, I mean, we, I, I don't know, like, um, also growing up, obviously, with all of these things happening in my life, I also had a lot of um, uh, self-esteem issues, yeah, <laughs> yep. um, and like self-confidence problems, you know? So, I always looked at troll dolls. To me, troll dolls were always like um, these... Uh, like they're not pretty they're not cute they're not like um sassy or you know what i mean no, they're, they're fully kind of, themselves they warts and all they don't have yeah they don't have like a history or like a they're not like barbie you know what i mean yeah. um but they were still to me i thought they were like the coolest thing in the world mm-hmm. there was something about like just the way that they looked that i'm like i am this I am this, and oh, it's fine but I it's mean- no no it's not like a bad it's not a bad <laughs> thing but to to me it's just like yeah, like own own it. I mean, and that's how I got. feel about Fraggles, I guess. Yeah, you yeah, know, they're yeah. not humans, but I can identify with them a lot more than with a, a lot of real humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to me, also, Fraggles seemed so of the time. Weren't they super nineties ish? Like oh, they all oh, like yeah. wore really cool outfits. I'm obsessed with outfits. I was I mostly guess. into red and her giant pigtails. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Very um, 90s, I thought. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, I brought some some stuff. I, and, and also, like, I moved to L.A. about a, a year and a half ago, um, and I brought two bags um, A hot of pink stuff. backpack, of a course. Bi- a big pink backpack being the, the, the main thing. But um, I have, um, with me, I brought uh, troll dolls that I have. Incredible. Uh, from my childhood. So this is uh, one, of, one of the troll dolls. I like this one a lot because it, it's got, like, the fluffy hair. Uh, and a homemade <laughs> scarf. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't, it just came this way. Um, uh, uh, I just want to say that one of the things about the <laughs> troll dolls is, um, you know, people are like, oh, they have a gem belt right like they have that little gem belly uh, and these are like um a poor man's version of that because i couldn't afford i couldn't afford gems on my troll dolls no, but what? you know what you can't afford imagination and you That's can right. imagine the gem right on there so this one's like legit naked how, um by by uh, by applause in the audience how many people owned at least one troll doll when they were little yeah yeah i had a whole bunch of them varying in sizes i had like a pencil topper yeah troll so what about oh. uh, actually this is a good question what about them is um attractive like why why were they uh, just because like looking back as an adult just the notion of these dolls being so popular is fascinating to me why yeah. were they a thing um i guess you can call, <laughs> call yeah if, yeah what anybody why 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 were trolls important why were they a thing yeah. collectible what about yeah. wishes they granted yeah. wishes. This okay. Was about to say something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what no, you're your saying wishes is never came true. A None troll, of my wishes came true. A yeah. troll without bling is yeah. just a common troll. Back, um, yeah. Back in my sanctuary in Disney World, uh, there was oh an Epcot God. Center right in Norway that was. Yeah. Uh, that was all like they sold trolls at the end. But these weren't just like these kinds of trolls. It wasn't even Disney trolls. They were just normal looking trolls. Like they had short cropped hair. They were, I mean, they had names. Like mine I got, his name was Sven. He had a green shirt. Just a normal dude. Yeah. But I liked him because he was a troll that was like, yeah, I got a, a normal life, you know. I'm just a troll. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, they they own they own it, you know. Yeah. Oh, and also like this new movie, Trolls, just yes. came out, right? Uh, because Dam, uh, uh, DreamWorks bought the troll property yes. from um, Dam uh, Toys, which is a shame because they will never look this ugly ever again because they just like oh, made them cute. to be like super cute or hot yeah. or whatever, um, which is a shame. But you know, I have all of these. But the thing that I ha- I've had my whole life, and it's it really is a just a symbol of me living my '90s life. Is this a <gasps> Oh, oh my God! Piggy bank. Oh, this um, is beautiful. It's a bank. Yeah, it's a it's a bank. You see, there's a little slot there. He's wearing a tie dye um, shirt. Yeah, what that does says it say? rad. 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 <laughs> Short for radical. Oscar, um, this is maybe one of the best things I've ever seen on this yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's one of my favorites. I've never put money in it. Uh, no, to me, that seems very vulgar. Yes, um, I feel like it kind of de- actually detracts yeah. from yeah, the yeah, magic yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like I thought your, about it for a second. Uh, uh, but your place no. of worship into a market, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is... And none of them had names? You didn't name any of them? No, I, I never named... No, no. What I would do, uh, though, was I would get my sister... I would I would kind of boss my sisters to play um, <laughs> Miss Universe, uh, mm-hmm. and I would be the judge. So I would... <laughs> I would oh, and I would, like, assign them countries that I, like, just learned about. <laughs> um, and so I would make them do a pageant, and they would hate doing it, but I'd be but like... But you judged very fairly and not yeah. based on looks alone, right? No, of course not, even though I did have a swimsuit competition. For your sisters? For my... Well... 
they would be playing with their Barbies. You know what I mean? It would be their Barbies. And oh, be it like, wasn't them. The no, people. no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't them. Should have said that better. No, no, no. They had a whole collection of Barbies, and I'm like, Got okay, you. that's Miss Uganda. That's Miss Czech Republic. That's you know what I mean. Uh, very United international. Arab immigrants. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah all that stuff. Yeah, very international. Um, but yeah, th- that's what I would do. I didn't give names to things. That's silly. <laughs> you know, I know you say that, that you had low self-esteem and, mm-hmm. and confidence issues and whatever, and so did I, and so did we all who are performers in any way. And that's mm-hmm. why we're doing this, because we're desperate for attention. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, but I, I never get that vibe from you. Like, you always have a very positive flair about you. And oh. I think it takes real confidence and balls to wear something like that oh. when you're new to a country and you don't have any friends and you don't speak the language. Oh, so, like, interesting. Yeah. kudos and to you. And not be broken by a system so that you can continue wearing this yeah. well into adulthood. Indeed. Which is wonderful. Indeed. And that's not a knock. That's honestly like you stayed in yeah, a way to, that- to me, this was like, this is how Americans dress. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. is that what the- Yeah, yeah. Like, so- I am an American. <laughs> that was like, that was my MO. But like, then- dress like them and they will believe you. And you no, know? But nobody told you and differently, huh? You. No. So then right you in. just kept, you grew into it. But I feel like that style and like this style, yeah. which is so amazing, is why oh, you. you're on all these national commercials oh, and please. everybody wants you. Yes. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thank you very much. That's very nice. Yeah, um, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oscar, um, I have a, a gift for you. Oh my god! And um, hold on, let me get this without flashing the whole audience. It's going to be a challenge. Okay. I'm going to put these trolls back. Okay. Um, um, so this is a uh, yes, this is a tote bag from Temple Beth Tikva Nursery School um, that I still have. Now, Oscar, I always give a gift to my guests uh, and the gift is some piece of ephemera from my childhood home that I still had in storage that I never gave away um, some might call it hoarding uh, how much stuff do you have well in my apartment not a lot but in my parents house they have two basements so they have two basements um, they haven't forced me to vacate those of my stuff yet yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there yeah you also never know uh, like you might be sitting on a on a money pit because there's oh I have McDonald's are- toys out the ass like I am ready to cash in on that yeah um so this is something that I have had I've thought about giving away for a long time but I had to find exactly the right guest for it and it is oh my god I'm so it's nervous a, it's a pen, oh. it's a pink pencil case that has a built-in keyboard. That's a, does it does the, it work? The keyboard no longer works. Oh, but however, I think that you could change the battery and make it happen. I'm just saying, I could. You're a very musical person. You're really into bright colors. I could see you using this in a creative this way. This is amazing. I knew you would like it. Piano pencil case, Electron Echo mini piano, auto it, power off. It did used to work, so I know that it might work in the future. You know, I do remember this growing up, and like. This girl, Jacqueline Chaparro, <laughs> she was um, the one who got away. No, uh, she was like my <laughs> bitch. She was like, I used to have a big crush on her um, because we used to watch Ghost Rider together. Uh, oh. Very important. very important. There's a Ghost Rider party happening in New York very soon. I'm what? just letting you know. You're Ghost Rider? Yes. The mystery yes. show? Yep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, she used, to, she used to have one of these, uh, and I would like press on the keys to flirt with her a little bit. <laughs> Was Pre- I kidding? Yeah. I was gay. Pre- uh, <laughs> press those buttons. Yeah, yeah. I pressed the buttons. She didn't care. 
too much for me. <laughs> well, all. I hope you uh, use it in good health or throw it away outside of I my sight. I will site. never throw this away. Um, but um, it's for you, and we love you, Thank Oscar. You so Thank much. you so much oh for being God, on the so big nice. seat. Thank you, Oscar. Thanks, Phil. And thank you for bringing all those trolls. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, have so I have so many, many trolls. You're I have a, so many trolls, You're too. about to become the recipient of my entire troll collection. Yes. Yes. Prepare yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Oscar Montoya, everybody. All right. All right. Um, well, uh, let's, let's get this musical act on the road right yeah. now because I know these guys uh, got a jet, but they are amazing and we're going to see them. So, uh, Zach Sherwin and Mike Kaplan, you Here guys. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. We are amazing. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, this is a comic book store. I don't know if you guys saw, there were comic books out there, and some of them are free, so I took them. And then, First, we should say, we were promoted as the musical guest, but there's actually going to be someone with a guitar playing real music later, so this is going to be quasi-musical. I just want to manage expectations. Let me we're going to talk about comic books for a little first. I'll underscore you talking about what a, what a dino soap is, oh, if yeah. you want. Let's talk la, about la, that. La, 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 oh, you really are going to do it? Oh, I guess not. Okay, so... <laughs> I thought I was. By the way, this, this section, segment of the show should actually be called The Bitch Stand, because we're... Okay, guys, so here's the deal. Um, we're... And we're each, we're each a half a bitch. I said the bitch stand thing to my friend Mike backstage, and he was like, say it on stage. So I, was I, was I thank that you indeed? guys for honoring Mike's instincts. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Thank you. So, okay, everybody imagine the name Stevie Wonder. See it in your mind. Okay, so the, the V-I-E at the end of Stevie, and then the W at the beginning of Wonder spell view if you put them together, which is, like, ironic because Stevie Wonder, of course, can't see things. Um, or, like, here's a less edgy one. The Rock right, has hero in the middle, like the H-E of the and the R-O of rock spell hero, and he always plays a hero in the movies. So um, that's the kind of wordplay that um, I call dino soaps because when I was a kid, I had a bar of soap that had a little rubber dinosaur at the middle to incentivize you to wash yourself quicker. And so it was like a, a, a normal-seeming thing, but with like a secret treat at the center. So those kinds of wordplays are called dino soaps. So we were looking at all of the comics that we got for free, and uh, this one's called Afterlife with Archie. And it says Afterlife Archie, and it's like a Halloween one, and it's fear. Everyone see the dino soap? It's F-E and then A-R, Afterlife Archie. So once we figured that out, we were like, let's see if there's good dino soaps on all the comics that Mike got for free outside. And there aren't, but we're still going to go through all the ones in the bag. The unbeatable squirrel girl has got tables. And there's tables. Hold that up so they can see. <laughs> Unbeatable and then S and squirrel. That should not have been the second one we did if I'd been ordering the set. We've got this one, Black Eyed Kids. That's got key in it. Oh, yeah. Black Eyed. There's there's key. That there's one. Gonna, there's gonna be a good one at the end. So just know that that. Then the, these ones didn't have any good ones on the front, so we went to the back, which had uh, Doctor Strange posters. And you have a different thing about this one that's along these lines. Oh yeah, if you take the word strange and then you say it twice, then you could split it up, and it's strangest range. <laughs> Is that comedy to anybody? <laughs> 
At the very re- at the very least, be relieved that you don't have to obsessively do that. Part of the reason we're friends is because we both we grew up in crossword puzzle families, and this kind of shit just it's a word prison all the time. I have a friend who is like, "Could do you think you could not compulsively do that for a week?" And I'm like, "I think I could, but I don't want to." And she's like, "That means you can't." <laughs> this one also didn't have a good one on the front, so on the back we've got uh, "Get in the van." Oh yeah, tint get tin to the van, and then look at the window there. It's Writing itself. Is there a picture of me we could put up as a child to perhaps provide a comedic moment? Does that help you guys? That's fun. That's along the lines of this show. And that's actually also a picture of me. So, uh... Mike was a Game Boy when he was young. I was. I was a boy who played games. A a human be a cat? Lissa, you are out of your mind. Uh Mike unbecame a Game Boy when he went through puberty. BK. That's where I live. In Brooklyn. See? That's... That's that's why we're friends. Okay. So, the final one. Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra. This one's really tough because nobody knows who Doc... Everybody knows who Darth Vader is, but nobody knows who Dr. Aphra is. And yet, if you look at Dr. Aphra, it has rap in the middle. And rap is a kind of music, and that's the kind of guest that we are. (laughs) Starting now. Yeah, how should we do... Do, do, Both of us enjoy freestyle rapping, and so we're going to... You're going to listen to it because you're the crowd at this show and we're performers on it. Yeah, how will we do it? I could do the. I feel like we've already gone in a little hard on the spelling thing. Yep. We could either double down or take it in a different direction. Let's go different. Okay. Let's just use the things. Great. So, um, is there something, is there a problem on anyone's mind that you would like some assistance with where we like to help? Like, Think of it as an advice column. Is anyone having like a relationship difficulty or something? Good. Please publish it to YouTube immediately if you are taking a video of this. It's going to be flawless and worthy of immortalizing. Um, or does anyone have like a question or really just say anything and we'll use it. It's, we're not that deep. We don't care that much about your problems. Though if you have one, we would care enough to help out. Okay. That's terrific. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Do we have a beat? Do we not want a beat? No, no beat. Okay. Do you want, should I box a beat? Sure. Box a beat. Okay. Mm. Mike, thank you for dropping the beatbox so quietly so they can hear me rap about election anxiety. No you slowed it down in the middle. If you could, please bring the BPM back a little. I like the faster pace that you had it at. That I have to do when I drop off the cap rap. That's a freestyle. It's off the head, guys. Don't sweat it. Unlike this election. Yo, forget it. Don't. You can't. It's happening. It's now. If you aren't calling and phone banking for Hillary, holy cow, what the fuck are you doing spending your time with? Okay, let me just say my shit real quick. Today, I phone baked for the first time. So now I can scold you in a verse rhyme and be like where were you this afternoon Mike Caps get ready I'll pass it soon okay all right guys I'm gonna do some rhymes next when I start in a minute but the election we're all worried who's gonna win it either way we know who's the loser it's everybody and don't worry because here's why someday we're all gonna die in a thousand years, nobody will have these fears because we'll be gone and all the gears will still be turning and eventually the earth will be burning because the sun will be sent for free. Sent for free? Centuries? Hmm. Uh, that's the thing with rap is sometimes you want it to rhyme and also make sense. But 
if you do things that don't do one of those, then you can talk about it in an extended fashion for a while after the fact, and then the audience smiles, and then you get back on track, and everybody's like, this was not vile. Great. Okay, that was a freestyle. Final thought. Did you expect a rhyme so dope with a set that consisted otherwise of dino soaps? Zach Sherwin, everybody. Mike Kaplan. Back to your amazing hosts. Bitch stand. I have All right, a present. We have to accept okay, a gift. Do you have to accept a gift, which you have to share with Mike now, which is going to be kind of hard because, well, I didn't know you were coming. Uh-huh. We got a stress ball basketball branded by McDonald's. Do you want it for election anxiety? Do you want this for election anxiety? Are you I'll giving up it. your gift? No, no, absolutely you can. not. I have election anxiety too. I'll take it. Thank you, you so it. much. Thank you so it's much. It's McDonald's Thank branded. You. I'm a vegan. Thank you. <laughs> Zach Sherwin and Mike Kaplan, everybody. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, guys. you so much. Uh, yeah, that's Boy. amazing. That's the scariest thing ever. I mean, I do, I do yeah. a lot of improv, but like the improv rapping is like yeah. anxiety dream level anxiety what's more scary is when your parents support the person you don't support and then you're afraid that the day after tomorrow the day after the election day they say I told you so but it's a microcosmic reaction to you choosing acting and then being like maybe you should have had a backup and then when it doesn't work out they're like I told you so but also you should have voted for Trump you know like I, I just conflate everything into an I, I told really you so. hoped so much that we wouldn't talk about politics at this show. Here we are! Well, because when I was a kid, is, I didn't like Trump! What, nobody did, ever. No one. Right? He was a fucking loser the whole time. Yeah, he's the loser. That's why he's got to project it so much. He, he's a loser. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, one of our guests who was going to be a guest on this show, the amazing Brent Sullivan, let us know a few days ago that he was not going to be here because he went to Nevada to get the kill vote Trump. out. Oh, get so the vote I out. was like, oh, to kill Trump. So um, I bow down to that. It's fine. So uh, it's an intimate crowd. Yeah. I'm cool with it. And if any of you need to go uh, phone bank at any point, you know, we support it. Wait until after the show. Wait to until do after that, the please. show. I mean, um, so, Phil, before we bring on the next guest, I'm going to read something else that I wrote. Oh, Jesus. And um, I want to read it with you on stage because I think it might make you really uncomfortable. <laughs> what can make me uncomfortable? Uh, ha, ha. So, um, I think I wrote this in eighth or ninth grade, uh, also in my room in that rocking chair, which was my, you know, because I was an old lady in an armchair when I was 12. So, okay. <clears throat> this is fiction. Josh started whispering in my ear about the case. I was a lawyer in this fiction. I'm already uncomfortable. Josh started whispering in my ear about the case, putting his arm around me to draw me closer. I could feel his hot breath on my cheek and his solid protective arm across my shoulders, and his body smelled so fresh and sweet and good. I was probably reading a lot of Hemingway. (laughs) He was so close to me, so close that if I turned to face him, our noses would touch. I breathed uneasily, my cheeks burning and body shivering marvelously with his soft touch. There's an asterisk here. What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, it means I was excited and frantic and nervous and very shaky all at once. Did you have to asterisk that for yourself? (laughs) Yes, I had a lot of things like that. I had to add thoughts and they had to go exactly where they had to go. 
It was too much for me. Suddenly, ripping from within my body came a surge of exploding emotion. Uncontrollably, I whipped my head around, pressed my body up against him, and pushed my mouth against his mouth. Unprofessional lawyer over here. I mean, have you watched any of the hey, shows uh, on TV about lawyers? They're about how sex. How about that O.J. Simpson case, Marsha? Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia jokes. I was no longer human, but an animal. My body getting the best of me. I was like 14. I, where I is didn't this? Are you in your law 20. office? Or are you like in the courtroom? What's going on? I'm not actually sure. I never mentioned that part. I only talk about the bodies. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I was full of hunger and passion and anger and victory. And I let my body tell Josh the story of everything I had ever felt. Every sadness, every rage, every loss I had ever known. After a few seconds, Josh sank into me and gave back to my desperate kiss. I shuddered with pleasure and, and release when he wrapped those muscular, bold arms around me. Now Josh was giving back the kiss, feeding me with his story. We were like one body, our souls pulsing and throbbing simultaneously with emotion. We, I thought you were sneaking off stage. Was that happening? No, I, was putting my, I was putting my beer down. <laughs> Oh, God. This is like an Avon romance novel. We clung passionately to each other, each drinking the need of the other's soul. It's a a little getting vampiric here. Well, you are a lawyer, so... (laughs) Oh, bloodsucker. When we finally unlocked ourselves from each other, our thirst of love sufficiently quenched. We heaved almost breathlessly, our minds dizzy, as if we had just emerged from a dark, confusing, sensuous dream. Staring into each other's eyes, we had an understanding. There was no need for words. We knew each other's thoughts now, could read each other like books through that kiss. We had revealed private mysteries to each other, which no words could describe. We were bound by our own secrets now and knew that no one else could unlock our minds except each other. Josh and I belonged to each other. Now we were both connected by a starving need for the other's soul and spirit and body. Kindred spirits, if you will. Okay. My, my first thought was, now we got our client off, and now it's time to get each other off. Anyway. Um, no, there was never any sex in these no, fantasies. But it, was just, in, it was just like like intense psychic connection, intense, mind meld yeah. through the mouth. Like pressing each other's <laughs> souls against each other through the hole in your head. Yes. With, yeah. Yes. That's what you were doing. I've done it. I don't know about you. I've, we've, I thought we were doing it when we last time, but you know, I'm going to pick my uh, beer well, up again. and uh, Maybe you were Josh I'm give all along. i need to this beer. Yeah. Why don't you commune with the soul of that beer? It's also a cider, so we've been speaking ill of it this whole time. Let's <laughs> let's bring on our next guest, yes. shall we? Overall, though, very good passage. They, I would say. Why? Thank you. Thank you very say, much. Yes. Was that from Unplugged? This is from Unplugged. Oh yeah, this is from a journal that Phil likes to call Unplugged because it doesn't have a name. It's, got, oh, it's, it's else, a composition notebook, a black and white marbled composition notebook. It's a great notebook. I, you find some deep cuts in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I like it. It's true. How are you guys all doing out here? Are you happy? Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have you here. It's lovely. 
and let's, um, let's bring on our next guest. Our next guest. Yes. Um, she uh, is amazing. She has a huge Twitter following and Splitsider says that she's like one of the one of the tweeters to follow, which is a big fucking deal in this day and age. And she's also uh, you may have seen her writing on uh, Amazon's Danger and Eggs. She's a really lovely lady. Give it up for Sophia Alexandra. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, wow. I was just busy jerking off to Josh back there. <laughs> You guys. I know. I could have just slid my way out here. Yeah, <laughs> 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 leaving wet spots on the seat. Uh. Sorry, nerd melts. Um, yeah, get into it. Hi, Sophia. Uh, hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being I'm here. I'm literally red from how fucking hot that fiction was. Oh, well, thank you. I think Cannot maybe, get over it. you know, if comedy doesn't work out for me, I have a future in writing softcore porn. No shit, you do. <laughs> that was incredible. We did narrate softcore porn books. But let's not tell we, anyone about that. We did. We, we did narrate. Uh, my, the ones that I narrated were not softcore. Oh, yeah. Mine was pretty hardcore, <laughs> Some too. audiobooks. Also we, we narrated gay. audiobooks under pseudonyms. So don't look for our names. They're not there. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sophia, so you also ha- have an immigrant history, which I think is so interesting. I do. It was kind is of it, fun hearing him yeah. talk about it because I was like, oh, really similar. Uh, except for I'm not a gay Colombian. Uh, I am a bisexual Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's very close. Um, <laughs> and did you, so before you left Odessa, uh, did you have a sanctuary space for yourself there? Or did you Fuck find... Fuck no. Have you heard anything about the Soviet Union? <laughs> no, there's no sanctuary. That's like an American word. Like, we don't have oh, that where I'm me. from. Uh, here's what people don't know about what it was like to live in the Soviet Union. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this like bit of knowledge real quick. Yes. So um, under communism, you would like be given an apartment by the government Mm -hmm. and like assign someone to live with. And if you wanted to move, you would have to trade your apartment for someone else's apartment. And like my mom got fake married for us to move into an apartment. That's how fucking crazy the Soviet Union is. Wow. So we lived in what here would be known as like uh, a two bedroom or a one bedroom. But instead... Uh, my mom and I lived in one room and a 65-year-old alcoholic man <gasps> neither of us knew <laughs> lived in the other room and we shared the kitchen and bathroom. <laughs> so my ritual was I would walk home from school and I would lock myself in my room until my mom came home. Uh, and on the way there, I would have to step over my neighbor who was passed out in his piss and vomit right in front of our communal door. Oh, that sounds So like that's a- what the Soviet Union's like, you guys. Pretty great. <laughs> and um, you moved here when you were 12? I was 11 years 11. old. So uh, that was in 1994. And, um, and like we moved into a single apartment in Hollywood, just one room. And I was like, come up. What? <laughs> what? What? Like no furniture. I was like, this is amazing. No 65-year-old alcoholic roommate. No. Amazing. There's no one to Moving step on over up. at all to just get into my house. It was amazing. So, yeah, no sanctuary. And my mom live, and I lived in that single until we got like a rent-controlled apartment in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. which Beautiful. was a one-bedroom. And then we shared the one bedroom unsuccessfully. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, I, I mean, I know what my relationship with my mother is like. Um, also, uh, um, well, she's a Russian Jew. Uh, yeah, as, it wasn't it, great. It's not great. It no. was actually kind of horrible. But I, you have to, I'm sure, find a way to 
navigate that when you're sharing such yeah, a small space. Yeah, I mean, my thing would be just to furiously jerk off anytime I had the room to myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I dealt with it. And by putting up a few postcards from LACMA, because I was also a nerd. <laughs> and I was like, my favorite paintings will keep me company. <laughs> Yeah, and like I couldn't take up too much of the wall because I still shared the bedroom, so they were all postcards, like yeah, it's, very it's, tiny. It's like dorm living. That's just um, like what my freshman year it dorm was with like was. the worst roommate who was like, "You can't go anywhere. You can't fucking do anything." Fuck you a little bit. Did you speak English when you got here? Um, so I learned how to read and write and stuff when I was still there because I went to a really good school, but. It didn't really translate when I moved here because, like, I learned, for one, British English, which is kind of different. Mm-hmm. And two, like, it just everything everybody says in American English just sounded like one whole word that I couldn't separate out all the words. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I would just keep staring at people's mouths. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's just so fast. So I think it gave me a leg up ultimately to, mm-hmm. like, already be able to, like, read and write. But... It didn't in communication. You it, know yeah, I mean? you, you, like, were, you were very much feeling like not an American. Yeah, it was crazy because I moved here the summer between uh, sixth and seventh grade, which is the worst time that to is, like have to that make That is new the worst friends. time. We have, Y'all, I had curly bangs. Like, it was we have not, a picture. Well, I think we have the younger picture. Oh, yeah, first. let's show me before I moved. This, this is, is the before. Hot before. So, this is a uniform you said, right? Yeah, so here's another cool fact about the Soviet Union. <laughs> Um, when you're a girl uh, and you have to go to school, you uh, have your choice of two wool dresses, this hot brown number, <laughs> uh, or a navy blue. Um, they just come in like maybe three sizes, maybe, if we're lucky. And they're straight up wool, like itchy as fuck. And there's no summer version. This is it. Uh, um, and then the other thing is they come, uh, you have to buy a, a black lace apron as you do for school to wear every day. So every day I would wear this hot brown number with a black apron over it, like a black lace apron. And then every night my mom would sew these on fresh, like the collar and the things. And they were black lace. Yeah, every night she would have to like cut these off and it would be like, you know, single stitch because who has fucking time if you have to do it every night. So you cut those off and you'd like, so another kind on so like every day you would have freshies kind of and they were black again because that's the color of children and happiness <laughs> and so then for the special occasions uh. like a holiday celebrating one of our communist heroes um or the first day of school you would wear the white you would whip uh, out the festive white first day of school uh this is the first day of school of fourth grade my mom took me to portrait studio, not to brag. Um, and then this is a very popular thing we all had, which is like a big white bow. And sometimes you'd have two. I have some that have like two, one for each pigtail. So this would be like your classic outfit. So, so I mean, I have so many questions right? about this. I know. First of all, so... Did you ever get to take it off? Like, or was this no. like your play clothes also? This was this your prison? You, this is no, you'd get home from school and then you would change out of your prison clothes. But like, that's it. And then occasionally we'd have like a free dress day, maybe like once or twice a year. 
And then um, you would wear like other clothes and it was like so fucking exciting. I remember the outfit I wore on free dress day. Yes. That's how fucking exciting it was. My grandpa was a sailor who sailed all over the world, which is the only way you could like leave Russia <laughs> and buy other kinds of goods. Oh so God. he brought me back a pair of jeans that were like hot as fuck. Uh, they were like acid wash, yeah. really wide, tapered at the ankles, natch. And then they had like... Which is now, sadly, very trendy all over again. Yeah, it's really weird what comes back. Uh, And then like right here in the pockets, it had like uh, like glittery string, like (laughs) like kind of embroidery right here. And I was like, that in a red sweater, that was my outfit of choice for free dress day. It's like, I am crushing it. (laughs) What? um, So, so, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Soviet Russia. Uh, Yeah. Soviet Union, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... Not, not have, Russia. Not Russia. Ukraine. Ukraine. That's fine. I, was I, I forgive attention. it. It's American. Uh, it's anyway. fine. Were you aware of outside culture? I know they probably did a very good, hard job or had a very I mean, I feel life. like America always thinks like we think about it a lot. And it's like really hard to break it to everyone that no one thinks about America. Like where if you're not there, we're not like, oh, my God, what are they doing over there? It looks great. No, no we're like pretty happy in our own shitty country. Like that's kind of how well, it I works. Mean, like, so kid- we weren't like, oh, my God, what's going on out there? I wasn't like reading magazines about America being like, I'm going to move one day. I didn't know when we were moving. I was like, what? I like it here. You, only you, so you were ha- only happy three kid? people have called me a kike so far i was like i am doing great oh, God. um but, so yeah so what were you, how much information were you given when you were taken here oh very little because like it, i don't know why but it was like big secret like if you tell everybody like maybe you won't get to go i don't think that's how it works but my mom made it seem like if you told everyone in your class like they will cancel the trip to america uh, and like, yeah, we were refugees and the way we could come over is like only if uh, a relative we already had in America would send like mm-hmm. a visa to another direct relative. You had to be like directly related. So my grandpa's sister already moved here in the 80s and she sent the visa for my grandpa and because we were all directly related to him, we could come over. So my mm-hmm. mom and, and I, she's a single mom. We came over first and then three years later, like the rest of my family. Uh, anyway. Well, I mean, it sounds like you were actually a pretty happy kid in spite of all yeah, the like, yeah, yeah. restrictions and structure, which is super interesting to me because I think that American children often find themselves being really unhappy, even in spite of like this massive amount of abundance and choice that they have. And in fact, maybe the abundance and choice is what makes them unhappy because there's always more to want yeah and i think like because like it was kind of like my mom just like it was a different time also i feel like not only does the country i grew up in doesn't exist anymore but that period of time and what the country was like doesn't exist anymore like i'm from an idea of a world that doesn't exist it might as well be fucking like harry potter or some shit like (laughs) unless you were there with me like you literally are like this is crazy like we would just be let out when i was visiting my grandparents just to like hang out on the streets all day you know we could set fires and play knife games i was like seven years old we legit each of us got a knife from our family to play knife games no one ever got stabbed you know what i mean like so it worked out but if i tell anyone now people are like what but my family was never like what's this knife for they were like have fun we'll see you at 8 p.m you yeah, know, but like, now I feel like you And it was have, a dope childhood, you know? Like I feel good about it. Yeah, because you're you're now you're you're more of a grown up, you're more prepared and street smart. And I'm more likely to start you. a fire. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but I feel like you you would also know how to responsibly like put it out or run away before getting caught. Yes, truth. 
Truth. And I can. And you can cut a bitch. Yeah, I could fucking. If necessary. I could throw a knife with the best of them. It was a knife throwing game, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see the other picture because it's the the after picture of once you've moved to America. And this is how America Um, ruins a perfect, beautiful child. Can you uh, bring the lights down just a hair, Zach, so we can see this beautiful um, um, romper? (laughs) You might ask yourself, um, Say, Sophia, why do your flowered overalls end about five inches above (laughs) your shoes? And this is because when we moved here, uh, I got a bunch of hand-me-downs from my cousins, of which this is one. And you might notice my cousin is a lot younger than me. Turns out you can't do (laughs) hand-me-ups. That shit does not work opposite. Yeah, but turns out also, once again, this is something that I see in Williamsburg or Silver Lake all the fucking time. So, uh, I mean, I'm aggressively unfuckable and people are copying it. Like, (laughs) look at it. I love it. I love it. Well, Sophia, you brought, um, what did you find to bring to share, um, to read for us, perhaps? I went kind of deep because I was like, I was trying to look for this one particular poem that was a thinly veiled poem about suicide that I wrote in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who didn't write one of those? But I couldn't find it. Instead, though, here's a bonus photo of me photobombing Hillary Clinton when I'm 16 years old. Ah, bonus pick, you guys. I've been with her forever. Look at that lesbian haircut. I've been with her for a long fucking time. How do you feel about passing this Uh, around? Yeah, I'm going to pass this around, you guys. Uh, Get a load. Amazing. Get a load of the whole thing. Oh, that's amazing. So I brought a poem here that I wrote... Oh, also, here's another bonus pick. Uh, I was showing this to my mom. Here's me in, in back shit. in the Soviet Union wearing a military outfit. Fun story. My mom has no idea why I'm wearing this <laughs> or where it was taken. It's and dark neither dress do up. I. And look at it. It's a fitted tiny military suit. This is like clearly for me. What the fuck happened? <laughs> was I a child soldier in the Ukrainian army? How did this get past my entire family? I don't know. Also share that. No one knows what happened there. Uh, so. Oh, my God. And it wasn't a costume. I mean, the crazy thing about these pictures from the old country is that they really look like they are from like another era, right? Or something. It's yeah. crazy. OK, so here's a, a, a poem I wrote on my birthday. In 1991, I was born in 82, so yeah, do the math there. Um, so you want to read years it in, old. in uh, you both can languages? See, yes, this is in Russian. Uh, this is a rhyming poem that I wrote in, in rainbow colors. Uh, Beautiful. I'm just going to read you like four lines at a time and translate them. Осень наступила, в четвертый класс я поступила, я учусь, 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 и каникул не дождусь. This is... Uh, The autumn has come. Uh, I've started fourth grade. I study, 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 and cannot wait for vacation. (laughs) Um, Pretty universal, I would say. Let's see. Um, Жду-я, жду-я, чего-то интересного. Жду-я, жду-я, чего-то прелестного. I wait, I wait for something beautiful. I wait, I wait for something gorgeous. Um, <laughs> и тут счастье улыбнулось. Мне это чудо пришло как... Wait, hold on. Мне это чудо... You wrote an invisible ink. Yeah, I mean, it's yellow and white. This is really hard. Uh, 
мне, мне это чудо пришло ко мне во сне. И как печально, какой шантаж, но это мираж. So the beautiful thing I talked about coming early, <laughs> earlier, I said, oh, too bad it was a dream and a mirage. <laughs> Happy birthday to me, I guess. Oh my God, but it's Who writes like the saddest rhyming poem in the world about a happiness coming into their life that they just imagined? Yeah, but it makes total sense on to their me. birthday. Because This is the most Russian thing I, in the world, I, I think, say, officially, like, right? With, with like Chekhov, you know, it's like, oh, everything's so beautiful. Let's cry until the end of time. I mean, that's like all of Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, at nine, I was really feeling it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I gotta get the fuck out of this country. These poems are sad. <laughs> But you did, I mean, somehow, somehow, in spite of all of that, like, you still have a sense of humor that gets you through it. I mean, right? I have breast cancer right now. I'm crushing it. This is the oh, happiest man. fucking I bitch know, of all time. I know, but you know what? You, I, I mean, everybody follow her on, on Twitter. Guys, I'm not dying. You don't have to get sad. I'm, like, literally fine. <laughs> no, but you're very vocal about it, and I appreciate it, and I think it sets a really good example for other people who are struggling with that Yeah, kind of other stuff. bitches who have cancer, step it up. People are not... Yeah, I can't hear you you cancer patients you are not happy enough about your disease sorry to say <laughs> well i think you're so awesome and i'm gonna give you am a i brave now. lissa am i brave I right now so oh my brave. god i'm so fucking brave don't turn guys. this into an npr show <laughs> no um so what i have for you is from my my childhood room of course and um it's from my i used to have a display of cobalt glass and cobalt pieces because like i felt really connected to that color i felt like it was deep like my soul so Look, this even your fuck fiction was like good mm, like deep it was deep I mean? yeah, yeah I, that's I, right i believe it i believe it <laughs> so this also josh i'm so sorry that's such a hilarious name to fantasize about <laughs> Listen, I, t I grew up in suburban Connecticut. Like There were a lot of Josh's. About fucking a Kevin. It's like, ooh, <laughs> set your sights a little higher. But like, what, what would have been a better name? Uh, like, I don't know, like a Lance, like something like Cassian, maybe something like no, I don't that know, been on the like nose. a Reach. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, Reach. No, like like a sexy reach name where you're like reaching for something, oh, not a like a Josh. Name. That's like no, you but can Josh get Josh, are all you like, know what I mean? You know, like soft and and like you know fluffy and dimples. He's just an average Jew, and we're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. <laughs> They're just so flirtatious. Um, anyway, uh, give this. Me. Uh, is a, a goblet. I don't remember what it comes from, but it was on display in my room until last week. I don't know what you're going to use it for. Are you sure you want to part with it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. No, it's from my childhood room. It's not from my current room, but okay, it is yeah, among no, the cobalt different. treasures, and you can look through it and see your fantasies with Josh or whomever else. <laughs> Thank you so you much. Like. This is beautiful. But um, enjoy it. It's going to be my um, pimp cup. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much Thank for being in the bitch seat. Sophia Alexandra. Um, guys, give me yes. back my childhood treasures. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, I, they will find their way to you. you. Nobody's leaving the room until the, the treasures are restored. <laughs> Yay. Awesome, awesome. Don't leave without uh, those. Um, I, it, I feel like when I, when I speak to people who had such an intense story of their youth, like especially immigration, that I have no right to complain literally oh, about everything anything ever again i feel like i have there's nothing to compare because it, i was so well treated i was spoiled to the point where the first sight of bullying i was like i wanted to retreat 
Like I, yeah, I, but you I didn't. Just, you hit back. I hit back. I mean, I pushed because I was afraid of punching. There was a knife <laughs> in your childhood too, though. Yeah, I was threatened with one in third grade uh, by this kid who, who's this new kid, who threatened me with a knife. He threatened. He told me the exact day he was going to stab me. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was on a Friday. And everybody was getting out for the weekend. And, like, no, he planned it like a fucking uh, a Dirty Harry villain. Like, once everybody was getting out of class and the commotion, he was going to come up to me and stab me. And then, uh, and then so after school, I left the wrong way, and I ran into the street during, like, a moving traffic to get to my mother. Every, all the kids were like, they saw the knife, I saw the knife, we all saw the knife. Two days later, no one saw the fucking knife. Everybody sold me up the river because Mr. Walker, the principal at the time, called the parents and told them, hey, listen, wouldn't be a good look for our town if uh, we ran around telling knife stories, all right? So, so let's uh, just brush this under the rug. I was fucking gaslit by Nutley, New Jersey. Sorry, just saying. <laughs> the Nutley, New Jersey educational system fucking failed me, and that's why I was a C student, Dad. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. What do you got? Yeah, what do we got? What do we got right now? We have another musical guest. Real tunes this time, not just words. Um, and this is a, 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 the words were fucking amazing. But now we have some music. Um, and, uh, this is a very dear friend of mine. And um, she, as UCB chick, you might know her from her team, Totally Heather. If you don't know her yet, you will know her fucking soon. Give it up for Dana Bowers. Yeah. Here we go, guys. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm gonna show you. I also at Boy Scout camp this past this um, little talisman that I have is um, a toe because uh, a kid that worked at camp got his toe cut off by a weed whacker, and we all wanted uh, to just like make him feel like we were all in the toe club. <laughs> so this is Gus's toe that I have around my neck. <laughs> um, um, it's a wooden toe. Um, it's not a. It's not a real live toe. Uh, he had to keep putting super glue on it throughout the uh, week because uh, because it was like an open wound. It was real gross, guys. <laughs> um, so I went to camp for a bazillion years. Uh, I started. The, I was nine when I first started going to camp, and I went with my BFF Jesse, um, and. Uh, I remember on the first night, um, they played this song, and it became my jam. Like, it was just like, I wanted to hear this song all week long. And now, I am a grown person who knows how to play the guitar, and I can play it for a group of people. <laughs> so, I'm going to do that. So... 
Excuse my toe. <laughs> so, I just remember sitting out on Vespers Hill with crickets like these and some fireflies and this little song. All God's critters got a place in the choir. Some sing low, some sing higher, some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got. <laughs> Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus bones and groans with the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. <laughs> All God's critters got a place in the choir. Some sing low, some sing higher, some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got. The dogs and the cats, they tick up the middle while the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey brays and the pony neighs and the old coyote howl. All God's critters got a place in the choir. Some sing low, some sing higher, some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got. Now listen to the top with the little birds singing on the melodies. High notes ringing, the hoot owl hollers over everything, and the jaybird disagrees. All God's critters got a place in the choir. Some sing low, some sing higher, some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands or paws or anything they got. <laughs> and I literally, my counselor, Sarah, I bugged her all the time. I was like, can we sing that critter song? <laughs> and it's hard to remember the verses. Um, so it was just like, a telephone wire. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was like what I remembered. Um, and I was with my BFF, Jesse Smith, and uh, night two, she came down with a rough case of homesickness. And um, later when I was a camp counselor, I feel like I was able to like get eye to eye with those kids that were really homesick because it was like I had been there with Jesse. Like I knew how much she really missed home. And uh, for me, um, uh, speaking of happy places, camp was my happy place. I had a, uh, a difficult relationship with my older brother. <laughs> and so a we were working on that now. It's so great, guys. <laughs> um, he told me he's going to listen to this. He's like going to listen to it. Like, yeah. So it's like, hey, Dave. <laughs> um, but so camp was a total escape for me. It was like so, so nice. We just got to like eat a bunch of cowboy cookies and oh God, it was so good. Um, <laughs> on the very first night, they sang the song that my mom sang me to sleep with every single night of my life. So I immediately felt at home. I just want to sing y'all the first verse of that. It only takes a spark to get a fire going And soon all those around can warm up in its glowing 
That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, you want to sing. It's fresh like spring, and you want to pass it on. My mom sang me to sleep with that. I was trained from the beginning to be a little evangelical. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. (laughs) Well... Uh, (laughs) you know, kind of like Oscar, it's like, I am stronger for it. You know what I mean? It's like everything that I went through, it's like, that's, that made me who I am. And it also taught me to stick my hand out and say hey to people. So, uh, hey, (laughs) um, so then I am so happy to be here. Oh my God. I also have a camp rock in my pocket. I was given this when I graduated camp QLC 2004. It's a dozen years ago. I graduated out of camp. Um, I just like felt that there. I was like, oh, I can't. I don't want to forget it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I another happy place was uh, my grandparents' house. They had this really cool tree that grew out of the ground and back into the ground. And uh, we strung up rope, and that was, like, my happy place. And we went on long hikes, and their name for me was uh, Chipmunk. And uh, they really taught me to love nature. And uh, I think that that's, it's like, I had a little bit of that when I went to camp. So, like, I found home at camp through nature. And uh, when I was writing this song, um, my good buddy that I would probably be talking about up here no matter what, he was camp to me. His name is Justin Plumley. Um, he was, uh, he was the guy at camp that, like, I just had the biggest crush on. I just knew for sure he was a little bit older than me, so he was, like, on staff when I was a camper. And, uh, yeah, I just knew that we were just, like, gonna have our romance. (laughs) And, um, he passed away while I was writing this song. I, uh, thought about him so much while I was writing this song, and then he passed away. It was just a senseless thing, was hit by a car, and, uh, Brain dead, died immediately. Don't mean to bring it down, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, just like a senseless thing, but I, um, I have always wanted to be able to talk about camp and share this song, so thank you for letting me share this song with y'all. said 
things don't make me shout I want to throw praises to the sky I, I want to sing and harmonize with you oh my darling won't you please sing all the weird notes and I'll sing high Talking to the microphone, we're recording us. It's a choker. <laughs> it's a choker with three amber stones in it. Maybe it'll be a new talisman for you. I don't know. I could just see you rocking this. So yes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, oh, my a beautiful God. Beautiful song, man. I know. It was really, really gorgeous. I wish I could strum a guitar like that. My Seriously. hands are too small for guitars. My hands are fucking fat. We, somewhere in the middle. Yes. Maybe our kids will have nice bony fingers. Our like kids long, are going to be the most conservative, stuck-up, like, yacht club Republicans. Totally, he f- successfully finds a Dungeons & Dragons group with which to hang out with for the rest of his life, you know? Unlike you? I never pl- I never played! You'll find it, I'm sure, if you really need that in your life. All right. All right, all right, all right. If you have an opening right. in any of your campaigns in uh, January, I am available. <laughs> anyway. We're nerds. We okay, have- um, so... Uh, we have one more guest, yeah. and um, this has been so delightful. A smaller, a smaller crowd than usual, but I feel like you guys are really listening, and that feels good. I told you not to mention the crowd. We were going to have Kent pipe in more audience. Oh, <laughs> right. We're going to fix the crowd in post, yeah. um, but you guys are awesome, so thank you. Thank you. And, um, uh, and yeah, a- yeah, after the show, by the way, we're going to go get a drink somewhere. Whoever wants to come can come. What's, a, what's a good bar? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Anyway. For now, yes. Um, so this gentleman, He's an incredible improviser. He's so fucking funny. Um, but you also may have seen him on such shows as Veep or The Comedians because he's real fancy like that. Uh, give it up for our friend Matt Oberg, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Are you a maniac, Matt Oberg? Hello. I don't know. That's not maniacs. Don't know if they're maniacs. I think that's. Part I, of the I think problem. you're you're right. You're right. So don't. I've so that. much enjoyed watching this show. It's really been. Sweet. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, Thank good. You. I was so glad yeah, that man. you're here. <laughs> I feel so bad that after all these poignant stories, that I'm just some like the averagest white person that ever exists. No, but to, like the point bring is, it home. there's a variety of experiences represented. And, and I represent the mean of all of those experiences. <laughs> no, I think, I think what you have is good because it's going to be the lightest, silliest 
you know, most ridiculous. So yes. before we get to before we get to your artifact there, do you have any uh, any particular quiet corners or nooks and crannies? Yeah. As a cisgendered white man, pretty much <laughs> all of the world was my sanctuary. <laughs> uh, I, were you snapping there? Um, oh, that was a good line. Yes. Um, no, I mean, you know, I went to camp and they really, you know, the only sort of uh, off-centered thing about me is that I'm a little bit of like a, you know, weirdo and uh this camp sort of valued that and i went there forever and ever so what kind of camp was it it was a ymca camp it wasn't like theater or lacrosse or anything it, they had these morals that they really <laughs> espoused that uh it was sort of like a be a decent person camp and that's lovely i've said this before but i was excited to arrive there because i was like oh this is a game i can win it's like oh being, is that how you thought of it and looking back on it, yeah, I was like, oh, this is a place I can excel. So you were, yes. Okay, so you're yeah. a straight A student. Uh, in terms of like helping the other fellow I, in that four week span of my year, uh, yeah. Maybe. No, I mean, like, so you're an achiever, right? No. No, you just wanted to. You just wanted to win the game. Yeah, I just okay. I wanted one place where I this could. This was your Westworld. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yes, yes. Everybody else is a cyborg. You're the only human. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> How were you, what were you like? What was it like in uh, in school? Were you that sort of way or? Um, yeah, where did I you grow a, up? I can't contextualize I up, you. My parents are both Midwestern. I grew up in the suburbs of New York. It, gotcha. People, yeah. Uh, my mom is from Michigan. My dad moved around a lot, but sort of Iowa, Nebraska. So you had like the humility at heart, but then you got the pretentiousness slathered on once you got to the city. Yeah, you look back and I sort of didn't fit in because I grew up in a town. There were a lot of like Catholic, Italian and Irish kids. And then sounds a, like my town. Yeah, a big Mine. Jewish population. I sort of identify with the Jewish kids. Those were most of my friends because we were all kind of like outsiders looking in at this like that these wasps being like, what do they fucking think they are? You know? <laughs> um, but then I was, oh, that's me. Um, <laughs> I was at my shore club being like, who are these people? It's ridiculous. <laughs> you were their token wasp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of my friend's fathers, he he just, he's like a, he, he, he grew up in the Bronx and everything. And he would, anytime I would come over, I haven't seen him in a while, but he would just laugh looking at me. I think just because <laughs> of like, how goyish I was. We, let's let's show this first picture uh, because yeah. this is how goyish we were here. Um, I love this so much, but you are holding a, a cat. This is your yeah. your um, Dr. Claw this is picture. Like junior or senior prom. I, this is my cat. I love this cat so much. What's the cat's name? George. Oh, uh, George. George Clearly. is a goyish cat as yeah. well, yes. Um... And like I was kind of a label. I'm like 16 or 17 here, and I kind of I look like you know I'm 12 maybe, but um, no, just straight out of Dead Poet Society. Yeah, yeah. And I I really adored that cat, and it must have been my junior prom because I think it died my senior year of college or senior of high school. And then what happened? Did George get a burial? Uh, my dad comes to me and he's like, I think George passed away in the night. I mean, we were waiting for it and I was so worried about when this cat would die. It's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> um, but we went, the, he was dead in the basement with like rigor mortis and we took him to the vet and the vet was like, okay, well there's three options now. 
the uh, the most expensive is that he gets his own private burial plot. The least ex- or the mid level is that we cremate him and present you with the ashes. And the, the most economical is what we call a group cremation. <laughs> oh, we're like, yeah, we'll oh. take that. We'll take that. Oh, oh gosh, we. Which I assume was a pile of dead cats that was this lit is, on yes, fire. Yes, had you had you been Jewish, you would not have chosen yeah. the cheapest option. Yeah. That is why, like my my family, we, we used to just bury our pets in the back and like yeah. try and plant stuff because I I didn't realize the vet actually charged you for that sort of yeah you know somebody's somebody's making a dollar on that business <laughs> do you know speaking of 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 dying actually mm-hmm. i just read today that you are now you can now have your remains turned into a diamond did you guys see this no, yeah. no yes romantic yes. would you do that no yeah, I wa- yes sir. Ra- um, I be raise your hand if yes you would be turned into a diamond no okay. nobody's into that no i want to be a tree as well yeah raise your hand if you want to be a tree all right. Trees. Everybody else is like, I'm never dying. It's like they, they put you in this like this burlap sack with like uh, with I guess seeds and some. Yeah, and you put it sediment. in the ground, um, and then the tree grows from your remains. And then like two like teenage kids are making out under the tree, and they see like a skull like on top of the tree because it's sort of like grew in with the bark that's what or, i hope or the two yeah. teenage kids are making out and they like carve their names in the bark and like the ghost of phil is like get off me <laughs> or ow maybe that one Knives. 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 Dot com. I want to know what the knife games were. (laughs) It was like knife games. More on that on the podcast when we have Sophia back on our podcast. We can discuss nice knife games at length. Um, so uh, this artifact that you brought, we're going to start with the, uh, with the, with the, with the contextualizing, uh, cover. So if you want to show the first one here, you can set this up. This is not me. This is, I don't. I'm, I was born in, I'm a little older. I was born in 1976, but this is from the 90s. So this is Zillions, Consumer Reports for Kids. So, yeah. It, yes. It didn't, it didn't last that long, but some point, like, in the 90s, everything was booming, and Consumer Reports was like, we got to branch out. Who else is interested in unbiased consumer reviews and they were like children (laughs) um so consumer reports is out of i think yonkers which is right north of new york so it was produced near where i grew up and the photographer who did most of the photos lived in our town so he saw you on the street and was like you're gonna be a star kid well that's what i thought so i you'll (laughs) see the pictures but I asked my parents if they had this copy, and they don't. So I had to track it down. And we were talking about somebody was talking about libraries, and or both of you guys were talking about libraries. So I went to the L.A. Public Library. They said they had it online, and I go there, and I had not been to this the downtown. I lived here four years. I had not been. It's beautiful and like such a testament to like what we can do together as a culture, but. It's just, it smells like piss and no one's there except people who are like, and now like, you can understand they're like, oh, these guys are going to like look at the internet, (laughs) but now like most people have phones and shit. So it's, it's, it's dire there, but, um, they didn't have that copy, but they had all these other copies that other kids I went to high school with were on the covers of. And I was like, I wasn't special at all. You weren't the cover model, but whoever this fucking Shlemiel was, was the cover model. (laughs) And then the, and then the, and then at the bottom here, what's in a hot dog. There's no way there are, 
truthful ingredients inside this magazine about what's in a hot dog. T- Consumer Reports tells you the truth, and that's why I think <laughs> yeah. it's still a like worthy brand. Yeah. My dad has like still like a closet full of his back issues, a Consumer Reports. Oh, really? Yeah, because our world is so overrun by marketing and fucking PR, but Consumer Reports is unbiased. They don't do ads. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're well, they're 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 still clean. Well, um, speaking of clean, let's see the first uh, of these yeah. here. So, so explain what's going on here, please, and where you are in in this. Uh, so this spread. is like Flint Park, which was like a little league park, not my sanctuary. Um, but they, I, the the gag was I. They were going to review action figures, and they were going to have. Uh, a, a like superhero be the one who tests them and I, I don't remember how it was pitched to me but I can't imagine the photographer included that like my adolescent sort of genital profile would be part of it um <laughs> I don't, um, are, are we able to zoom in? No, we're not. I don't think so. I don't think. No. I mean, is that a. No, that you're, a, you're lucky we can't. Is that a cup or a gift? I mean. That's just, not that big of a bulge, bro. I mean, teasing. yeah. It's, uh, so okay. You, this is you. Yes. That's so this me. is Matt wearing uh, a lot of pillows, uh, pillow muscles underneath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so 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 you're the guy who comes in and tells the kids what's what. Yeah, here's like the Clark Kent look. Both of them are actually. Oh my God, is that you too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic Clark Kent. Creeper. Yeah, yeah. So I found these other pictures of these other that are embarrassing too, and put them on Facebook this week. And the photographer and his wife were tagged on them and they I felt I'm like I'm not making fun of you I'm just sort of making fun of me of the I, 90s yeah. yeah I wanted to make that clear they're both dead what is um, that holy that's not true that's not true <laughs> wait and so your name your, your name is action figure man that is the name, name of this super fi- superhero man. yeah and you say say kids how would you like to help me put 10 popular action figures through some really tough tests yeah and they're like holy, holy durability, durability testing action, action figure, figure man yeah. <laughs> it's in unison yeah because uh, there consumer reports was drunk with power being like <laughs> kids are gonna love this stuff um, um sh- shall we move on to the next yes, slide yeah, sure sure yeah so here now this was taken <laughs> at the headquarters of first of all my haircut is like the coolest haircut I have ever had. I don't remember how that happened. It's like it's like um shaved around the outside. It's like a side side part bowl cut. Yeah. It's a, bowl cut, a, a decent fade where yeah. it's not like a muffin top. I think a friend of mine gave me that haircut at camp. I think that's what happened. It's <laughs> good camp. Um but this happened at the Consumer Reports like headquarters. And I remember being like, this is cool. This is like, this is where they test the washing machine. (laughs) Uh, And this one is the worst offender, I would say, is this like child pouring punch into my lap. Into Uh, your lap and your your legs are wide open and there's a giant splash icon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I'm supposed to be sort of the authority here. You're like, all right, I'll get in the trenches with you and test the yicky, sticky, sandy test here. Troll. There's a a troll. A troll has appeared. That's not a troll doll. That's a battle (laughs) troll. (laughs) That's a battle troll from the Extra Max 
I'm sorry. Pardon me. Pardon me. It's a Listen, battle troll. I sorry. Had, uh, these these three, that guy, that guy, and the Terminator, and I could tell you I broke most of them. Yeah. So, so I don't know if the testing in this article actually really happened. I hope it did. <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like your target audience, Consumer Reports target audience, was Mr. Phil Casal because he was like the oh, action great. figure. Oh, great! Yeah, I used to ice him. The first test was the dreaded deep freeze. I used to do that with did my you have a, did, Were you aware of zillions at all? Does this ring I, a bell see, to you? I know about consumer reports because that was like prime bathroom reading at my aunt's house. But what? there was no zillions. <laughs> there was just Bill, you were taking old man shits when you were eight. <laughs> yeah. It was the only time when no one would talk to me. I, that, that was your sanctuary. Yes. Your it's my other let's, uh, let's see. Let's see the next one. Um, okay. Yeah, here we are back at the headquarters. Gosh, these action figures are tough. Yeah. Um, oh my God, but... And I remember thinking, like, does this mean I'm good looking? That, like, I'm being photographed? How old were you again when you did this? I think it might have been, I'm like 15, 16, something so, like, like that. So, like, this is, like, during the awkward phase. And I, when you put on this superhero costume, did it give you a boner? Were you like, oh, my God, I'm drunk with you power? You tell me. I mean, the <laughs> photographs are... I mean, that first shot. Just... No, it did not give me... A, I don't think... I don't think I had a bone going during this. I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, it was just sort of... Uh, it was like looking back on it like we heard about looking back on living in the Soviet Ukraine as if it was a dream. For me, my hardship is looking back on this photo shoot <laughs> and being like, did this really happen? But, but you did it. And, and now I survived. You, you survived, and, survived and you yeah. continued on in the entertainment industry. So it couldn't have been yeah. that soul crushing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I was you're watching me getting bit by the bug right here. Yeah. I think that there's one more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. There's a, a convenient uh, bubble right here, right over the 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 dingling. This is the yeah. photographer's son. <laughs> I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. So what? I just I to oh let me finish the story of how I came across. So the L.A. Public Library said they had it on their online database. They and God, this is this is a very exciting story. A uh, really great way to close the show, but. Um, they didn't. I get there. They didn't. So I called the San Francisco Public Library. First of all, when I called the L.A. Library, immediately, like, one ring, they were like, hello? <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm looking for something. They're like, oh, hey, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and the woman, like, kept me on the phone. She was so happy just to have someone to talk to. Um, she was to like, do. now, when you get here, there are some parking options, which I wish I had listened to because I paid like $50 to park at the fucking L.A. library. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, but I called the San Francisco Public Library. They had me talk to the children's library. So I felt I felt obligated to explain that it was me or else it would be like, I'm looking for a photo of a child. In an action, in a superhero spandex costume. And they they found it and scanned it and emailed it to me free of charge. Yeah. Thank you for doing all this research. Yeah. Our tax dollars at work. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And, and, you know, these four have basically stole, stayed the test of time. They're in my closet still. I'm not giving them away on my show because there's value in these. You got to start throwing shit out. It's time. <laughs> no, it's time. no, we never will. We never my will. My parents threw this thing out. It was just a magazine. They're like, but you Get were rid able to find it. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. Yeah. Libraries. Hashtag libraries. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, 
uh, thank you for sharing this Seriously. extremely embarrassing part of your your history, and I'm I'm glad it didn't push you away from. It uh, kind of paints me in a good light. It's actually not that embarrassing. Oh, you're, you're saving the day. Kids. You're, you're saving looking out for kids' rights here. You're you're protecting them from breakable toys. You're protecting yeah. the kids from spending their parents' money on things that will break. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Yes. Actually, Zach, am I a hero? That's can not we jump really back me to two, two frames here for just a sec? Uh, back to the front. Uh, let, one more, one more. Okay, never mind. It looked like a tombstone. So from in, the, in my oh, head this entire time, no. I was saving up the punchline that you were playing in the cemetery. But never mind. Nope. No, nope. it's just a it's not true. Metal Turns thing. out there wasn't a punchline. <laughs> no, the punchline that is. That was the twist. Mine breaks under scrutiny. They put mine <laughs> yeah. in the fridge, hit it with the hammer. Let's keep going. I didn't know that was a thing. Like that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing that I did with my toys, like and, and try to break them. But apparently, that's a Clearly, thing. Clearly, you still like, have I have them. them. Yeah. I well, yeah, but I'm also the person that like saved notebooks and never wrote in them because I didn't want to soil them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So right, I was right. not breaking my. Your toys. diary is amazing. Thank I, that, you. Yeah. Um, it's so, so I, it's so well crafted. It's like thank you. Yeah, yeah, as you can see, I'm still a starving artist. Did not become a successful novelist. So um. Yeah, it really worked out great for me. Um, so the gift I have for you that you can throw out if you want, but I think you're going to want to use it. It's a shot glass because I used to collect oh. shot glasses when I was way before drinking age just to collect them. This is from the Jekyll and Hyde Club, guys, Ooh. Um, nice. which existed in New York. I'm not sure if it exists, Still exists. out here. Think, yeah, you Time's can get your equity card at Jekyll and Hyde. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Actually, I think Ma our producer, Matt Freed, worked at Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I'm blowing you up. Sorry. Yes, um, I did. So because, you know, for the Clark Kent slash superhero thing, I thought that this would go. Oh, nicely. hey. So that's you. for you. Um, I you. hope that's... you enjoy an adult beverage out of it. Yeah. You Let's... know what? Out of all the things you gave away, this is my favorite. So thank <laughs> that's you. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Matt Oberg, thank, thank you, you so much thank for being Matt. on the bitch seat. Yeah, yeah. You can leave that right there. Uh, you got it. Amazing. And you're in uh, electoral dysfunction coming up, yeah? Yes. You, uh, plug it because it's awesome. Uh, it's uh, Monday. At, at UCB... Sunset, yeah. electoral dysfunction. It's a really fucking funny show. It's a panel Great and there's show. some improv and Matt's on it and you should go. Yeah. Yes. Great show. All right. Um, hey, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, hopefully, you know, when we when we move here, we'll have a few more live shows like this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Keep a lookout for it. In the meantime, this is going to be on the podcast, so you can subscribe to The Bitch Seat on iTunes or Google Play or thebitchseatpodcast.com. So uh, listen for it. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, tweet at us at yeah. the underscore bitch underscore seat. Be our friends when we get here because we're going to be really fucking lonely. And um, uh, Yeah, that's it. And, you know, our, our podcast network, Atlantic Transmission, uh, which is our producer, Kent, uh, runs that one. Yes. There's some fun and shows on there. Thanks so much to Matt Freed, our producer, and Zach in the booth, and Veronica uh, holding down the podcasting situation. Seriously. All of our amazing fucking guests. Thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah. It's <laughs> Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and 
I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque <laughs> club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!